Three orphan girls settle in a plane crash. Somebody write this. Hi, and welcome to Somebody Write This, where we use a random plot generator to give us an idea, and then we brainstorm how that could be a thing somebody might want to write. I'm Hannah. And I'm Jenny. And here to help us with our brainstorming today is Dan McPherson. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to (laughs) dive into the fun. Yeah, absolutely. Before we jump into that, we just want to take a couple of minutes to to talk with you. When we first connected, you said you wanted to kind of focus in on the power of story. That's a you know a real big open-ended question. We Ooh, very yes. firmly believe in the power of story here. So mm-hmm, I'm going to start mm-hmm. off by just kind of launching that off to you and saying, what do you what do you mean by that? What do you think is the power of a story? Where have you seen this as an example? Just wherever you want to kind of start with this big topic. Sure. And it is a big topic. It's also Mm -hmm. one that I believe is of fundamental importance. And I had no idea of that until about three years ago. Mm -hmm. I had been a speaker for a lot of my life. And I was, as it happens, traveling through Asia and through a number of different countries and sharing a talk that involved a story about my mother and how she supported me to get to where I am and made a lot of sacrifices for me. At the end of these talks, and then the next day, I would hear from people that changed my life, or I would see tears, and it it finally started to connect that there was a difference between being professorial and sharing in a much more powerful way with story. I came back, that that actually led to me starting my podcast, but what, what it showed me was that our story is the only unique thing we have. It's by far the most powerful thing we have. And that when we share the good and the bad in life or in story, that that can help people. But when we share the ugly, it transforms lives. And I think that's a lot of why you see so much power in things like the hero's journey and all of that that's wrapped out. I add all that to my English degree and and et cetera for my past. <laughs> and it just mixes me together in what I've been caught in all my life, which is a love of story. Wow. I'd love to hear what do you, why do you think the, the said when you share the ugly, it transforms, what is it about the the ugliness of a story that you think people connect to more than, more than the flip side? I think it's that it goes deeper, that it, that it hits a resonance to say, oh, wait, I can, I can relate to that at some core level. It doesn't just bounce off or it doesn't just get a level or two deep, but it really gets into me. It also is a divider. I think that stories, really powerful stories will connect with some and not others. Some look at that and go, yeah, that's not me. But some look at that and go, oh my goodness, that's me. And the transformation that comes out of it is so much more powerful when you get that thing that you that just hooks you so hard. Yeah. So with our podcast, we obviously are more, more focused on fictional storytelling, but but nonfiction storytelling, like you're telling stories of your life is is very connected to this as well. So I'd love to hear maybe the 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 connections or the differences for you between how fictional storytelling can transform versus how storytelling from our own lives can transform. Absolutely. And I'm passionate about fictional storytelling. I've been a tabletop role-playing gamer for 40 years this year, and I run games. I'm starting another campaign in, with for Dungeons & Dragons literally in a week. And nice. so I care a lot about these fictional stories, and I have seen those stories wrap people up and lift them. I've seen them move them emotionally. I've seen tears and connection. I've also seen lives change by the shaping of stories. And with fictional stories, we either can 
shape them or we shape them in our head as we bond our way into them. I, I think of one of my favorite fictional books, Ready Player One. I, I sit there and picture myself as that main character. And that interplay that brings us into the middle of it makes it like it is our story or it temporarily we put on the clothes of it, so mm. to speak, as mm. being our story. And that interplay of fiction is it has so many different impacts, but they're very related to the type of impact that we get from a nonfiction story. That's really interesting. So I'm I'm curious as well about how you talked about how learning to kind of tap into that storytelling aspect of, of your own speaking really kind of elevated the way you did things. I'm curious, do you find that that that, that willingness to kind of be bold about your own personal story, your real story, how do you feel that, how do you find that that affects your ability to connect with fictional stories or to go deeper with those? I think that I've always had a deep connection with stories regardless of where they come from, but my willingness to be vulnerable and my understanding of my level of empathic ability, which I didn't necessarily believe existed a few years ago, mm-hmm. <laughs> has brought me deeper into stories to the point to where I feel maybe raw a little quicker, or it'll be fewer words before I'm all the way in or Mm. that I'm pushed away. So I find that my response is stronger and quicker than it was before. Now we're going to jump into a completely different story. As a reminder, our plot synopsis that we're working with is three orphan girls settle in a plane crash. This immediately makes me think like boxcar children. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> where they're where they like, there's a, a, a an old plane that they find and they live in. But but what? Let me let me jump to you first, Dan. What kind of jumps to mind for you when you when you saw this? What what questions or thoughts or themes? Yeah, I, mean, I guess what came to mind for me is for some reason a mountain setting was mm. was there, and nice. yes, this maybe a little bit older plane crash that had been undiscovered, and I thought of these these kids that that go out there and and find it, and and I what I what didn't connect for me is are they are they runaways or are they running from something or or what? But like how like how or why they got there. But I I, I see them going, oh, this is this is shelter. This is yeah. this is real. I mm-hmm. need it. Yeah. Well but, and then we get the question of where, you know, this mountain setting is presumably pretty remote. <laughs> so yeah, these did these girls run away? Were one of them were were they recently orphaned? Like were they are they you know, did they end up in this remote place because there was another plane crash are, or, or was one of them part of this plane crash and their parents are, are both gone? And are, are they sisters or are they unrelated? And right. is there a difference between a plane crash and a crashed plane? Oh, <laughs> ooh, I like that. that. That's that's good. And, and is it and is it that they're surviving, meaning they escaped something, or is it that they're survival, meaning they need resources and have to make the most out of everything? So basically, is it a haven or is it a, or is it a home? Is this like lost babies (laughs) or like, (laughs) instead of Muppet babies? Lost. I'm really stuck on this plane crash versus crashed plane because I'm trying right? to figure out how you settle during the act of a plane crash. Like that's, that's an active thing. Right. <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out like they, they get like cozy and comfortable work, as the plane is diving. You know? Right. <laughs> right. There, there, or is, there was an inflatable in the cargo hold and they hid in it. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Well, now, well, okay, okay. So this is this is all tangled in my brain, but I'm wondering now if this is 
I want this to be a little bit of a supernatural vibe in okay. that like they are make they make their homes in plane crashes and cause the plane crashes somehow. Oh, it's like manifest. <laughs> like, yeah, Ooh. like they are like they are like they're ghosts or or something like yeah I don't know like there's something oh, like, oh, like maybe the they do this over and over crash. again yeah it's a haunted plane crash and they are the ones who they they settle in they find a comfortable place in the plane and then it crashes and they have to start over I mean there's nothing that says the three orphan girls have to be alive right exactly <laughs> right <gasps> maybe they're no. orphaned not because they're alive and their families are dead but it's the other way around oh their 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 families are alive they're, and they oh. are not. No, so this makes this makes side. some sort of sense with with the with the general understanding of how hauntings work. Because if you're haunting a house and then you know you you relive your trauma or your death, mm-hmm. and that affects the people in that house. Right. So they but died if, in the plane crash, and now right, they but, haunt it. Right, but like it has to be a new plane every time. Yeah, if they're gonna. You can't just like recrash the same plane. So this could be okay. So what if this was told in in multiple? crashes like different hauntings you know and this could be you know depending on how remote this place is this could be across years true where you know like all of a sudden there's a there's a plane coming and it's been you know two years since the last one (laughs) i i i have i have questions to to go along this line then so what is it that connects the plane crashes is it a place like you just said is it the flight number is it the the kind of plane the like, flight is it number always is too manifesty. It's the same story. Well, that's true. That's true. Is it? But is it that they each have that? There's that. There's a a person roughly their same age that they can like possess the body of during that time. Like they can go up. And, Ooh, that's creepy. <laughs> and so, so that's why it's not like a regular thing. That's not why it's not crashing every plane coming right. across. So, like, is it the same airport? And then if there's somebody who fits that, and if there's three little girls, the right? Oh, I was just gonna say which, creepy. Which would explain how nobody could make the connection before. You know, it just seems random to anybody on the outside. I like the location, though, that, it, that it's, man, it's kind of like the Bermuda Triangle, except, mm-hmm. <laughs> except that it's this really creepy mountain range that people have to fly over to get somewhere. Yeah. And it could be like if there's if there's multiple facets to this, like if it does has to be like this airport to this airport and uh-huh. uh, and there have to be three girls, three young girls on the plane for these three orphan girls to kind of inhabit. That, you know, that could be the thing where it becomes kind of like an urban legend where like, you know, every, every 10 years this happens, <laughs> that all the things align. And so, True. so you could kind of tell the story over the course of maybe not that many plane crashes. <laughs> maybe it's, maybe it's women and not, maybe it's women and not girls, but it's the girls that are the ghosts because they represent what the, what the women, oh. like they, that they lost themselves or something. That's the, the little girls, the women used to be. <gasps> okay 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 so Wait, what? <laughs> what if what what if one of them two of them were 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 <laughs> girls or women who died in the in the initial crash that formed them the third one didn't die but somehow like her spirit got partly separated from her and so this final the final section is that same woman as an adult is on the Ooh. plane coming over and she recognizes <laughs> something Ooh. like like they because I, I want this i want the third act the the, the final bit to be the girls who are inhabited, the girls who are receiving the spirits <laughs> to have some way of maybe stopping the plane crash. Oh, breaking the cycle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Breaking the cycle. And how cool would it be if one of them was one of the, one of the, the, maybe one who was, yeah. was a little girl when the plane first crashed and now and like she's an old lady now. Yeah. And recognizes what's going on and finds a way out. 
or was a sister of the girl and had been having dreams all her life and knew she yeah. needed to be on that flight. Ooh, like, what, like a twin. Yes. yes. So there's there's that Ooh. connection that you can draw on. Yes. And all her life she'd been having these dreams and that that about a plane crash and these uh-huh. flashes, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's fascinating. You, you know what's interesting? And I just saw on um I watch a show called Relative Race. It's really fun. People get connected by their DNA and like oh, meet family members they never knew about. There's a team this current season, they're identical twins who were separated at birth mm. and met last year and now they're on relative race to find all their relatives. And so like what if what if the twin has these dreams but doesn't know about her dead sister? Yeah. Just, that might be interesting. And then maybe she, yes, yeah, then for somehow she ends up at this airport and on a plane and she and she, and she recognizes it like deja vu almost. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is oh, she, is, is, is this like a singular flight or, well, no, she's an old lady now because if we have, a, I was going to say, is she a flight attendant or was she a flight attendant at some point? And not necessarily at that airport though. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like she might be familiar with planes, just not with this flight. Maybe she became a pilot because of her obsession with planes, and she's actually maybe she she could even be the one flying well, the plane. She she dreams about them all the time. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that's I don't know. Oh, this is fascinating. So we have gotten a lot figured out. So I'm going to get us a title now <laughs> before <laughs> before we get. Oh, this to, could be dangerous. <laughs> it could be dangerous, and it could be okay. <laughs> Oh no! Oh wait, no, that's fine. Oh, great. That's fine. That's oh, fine. Great. That sounds <laughs> I was, encouraging. I no, I scared myself for a second because I looked. I was looking at the second line of a synopsis instead of oh. the title. Okay, and all so right. It was, gonna, it was gonna be like recruits a promising street kid into the agency's training program, and I was like, "This is a terrible title." <laughs> oh my! No, this is this one is a whole lot more plausible. Okay. I'm gonna put it in the chat as well as say it out loud. It is an ancient supernatural beings new experiences. Hey, that fits perfectly. It's a little bit of a clunky title. It's well, an yes. ugly title. That is a little clunky, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> new, experiences. new experiences. So, is there is we have we have ghosts, but they're not ancient, and we have the old lady, and she's I mean she's old, but she's not ancient or supernatural necessarily. So, is there somebody so, else involved? But the being that's been speaking to her has been. And maybe the being that's been controlling or that that put the children in play has been. That's I'm, what I'm, I'm a, wondering. Maybe. Oh, it, oh so oh, if oh, we go, oh, oh, oh go for oh. it. Okay. So what if the plane crash did something connect, like we said, Bermuda Triangle, right? Mm-hmm. What if it affected this, whatever this ancient supernatural being is, and they're stuck in the loop? It mm-hmm. began to wake it. Right. Or, and and, oh. and it had to. It reach out to somebody who could stop the cycle and has been searching for years and finally found the living twin. Yeah. Well, I was on a similar note, like if we, I I was, I was going back even to that idea of the, of the, the woman on the plane being the actual, one of the actual girls. Like what if there was some sort of ancient supernatural beating that separated these girls, like spirits from their bodies Mm -hmm. and they're trying to reconnect them together. (laughs) So that the plane can stop. But every time they put them, they they put these spirits back into the bodies of these girls on the plane, it's not the right one. And right. the girls freak out and everything goes wrong and the plane crashes. And so a supernatural being supernatural would know being. how humans work. Yeah. So, so this, <laughs> oh. 
I love what you're doing that I've yes. got a flyer to take a little, a little bit out that goes, I think goes right with that, which yeah. is that that's not working. So those, those dreams that are going to the sister are mm-hmm. actually cries for help because the plan landed on the supernatural beings nest and the oh. new experiences are having its child born, but it can't because the plane is the plane is in the way. Oh, like Ooh. it's been waiting millennia f- to procreate and right. Yeah. Ooh. I like this so very much. That is really fascinating. Ooh. And the and the, somehow the yeah, that somehow it's the it's the ancient supernatural being who has been trying to to get right. these girls out of its out of its space. <laughs> right. And you find now. out it's and not keep- actually bad, right? It's actually just crying out for help to save my yeah. kid. Yeah. I, like let's I want to save these kids or I want to want to do this, but save my kid. Yeah. Well, and you could have this very sort of maternal thing where it's like, if it's three orphan girls, it's three girls right. who are missing their parents now because right. they've been separated right. from their parents. And the being's like, oh, my poor kids go back to them. And it keeps not working. Right. And like maybe in between, like this being is being sort of haunted by the little girls. Like they're yeah. just orphan girls. And now I have to take care of these strange little things that are nothing like my offspring. Uh-huh. Right. And that's yet- the inversion. All along yeah. we thought it was the other way. And that's the flip that you get before oh, 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 oh. the before the healing at the end. And I love this because depending on where the plane crash happened, like we have a whole wealth of worldwide yeah. legends and uh cryptids and myths to choose from for whatever this being might be. Yeah, or how you know. it might be known. So right. let me ask this. Whose point of view is this from? I don't know. <laughs> that's I think a- it switches. Okay. It has I think to it, switch. I think it starts from maybe from the girls, switches to, or or it could start from the, the older lady, one of the two. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I feel like it starts from the girls, goes to the old lady, but ends up from the creature. Yeah. Maybe. I, yeah, I'm picturing like the first one being one of one of the living twins dreams or nightmares and mm-hmm. then she wakes up you know and and that's how it well, introduces you could kind the story of, maybe you could kind of build the mystery and build the lore by at first alternating kind of between the the these mysterious plane crashes and showing yes. like something happening there and then this the the pilot or the older lady and kind of so we have these two parallel stories we have the you know this woman who has these dreams <laughs> and then maybe the next day she reads the papers and finds out that her dreams actually kind of happened and then you have the mm. plane crashes being told on the other side. And so you have kind of, the, you see that they're kind of tied together, but you don't know how until we get to the point where it is told from the ancient supernatural beings point of view. I, I like that. And the, the beginning part you could also do as a nested story where it is nested in her. We don't realize they're flashbacks or we don't realize that they're, right. that they're the things mm-hmm. that are speaking to her. And that's the mechanism for the flip. And you could even have some moments where she has dreams like about this creature's life <laughs> that just feel like weird dreams. We have no idea what connection they are, but like these dreams of like oh, these creatures that are so much more vague. Yeah, right. They're sort of like these like, weird like abstract those little concepts. One one paragraph chapters all in italics that have no yeah. explanation. And so we Ooh. think it's just like an atmospheric mood, like just setting this this sense of like lo- this sense of missing or longing or maternal whatever. Right. But right. it's actually she is dreaming about the creature. She just doesn't Ooh. know it yet. That's so cool. I'm very into this. I like this I, so I know, much. Right. <laughs> right. We're, we're close to our time. So let me ask, <laughs> let me ask before we kind of, and we've gotten a lot further and a lot deeper in this than we often do in these. Like this it's unraveled true. itself, it's true. This unraveled this... itself very nicely. <laughs> but before we close things out and move on to the end of this, are, are there any pieces that we're missing in our title or in our, in our synopsis, anything that you think hasn't been explored yet that we need to, to really kind of flesh this out? 
well, besides like details yeah. of like who who all of these people were, where they're from, what their backgrounds are, what flight is it, what airline. Oh, I guess the way know? we were separating it out, the title kind of gives away that there's an ancient supernatural being involved. <laughs> so, right. So maybe, so maybe we don't make that a, a, a surprise. Maybe that's involved somehow from the beginning. <laughs> But, right, but but you don't not know like about it. A secret. <laughs> Fair point. Right. So yeah, so you have those italics chapters, and you're going. This must be the ancient sap- supernatural being, but you don't know anything about them or about their motives mm-hmm. until later in the book, which still gives a lot of mystery. And, and, it still and the, gives the flip at the end, which I yeah. think that, that inversion I think is the important twist, right? Yeah. Well, and the, so. we could we could tie in the pilot could have like mysticism connections, like that that she's part of these part of her exploring these dreams is trying to figure out is there. You know, maybe she becomes convinced mm. that she is the reincarnation of an ancient supernatural being or something. So you could have like, right. Ooh, and she's a channeler, right? Yeah. Something. So you could have like a red herring that that maybe is connected to the actual answer, but doesn't. Fully I mean, maybe they'll it. think it's her. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. And then it's like, right, oh gotcha. no, nope, it's this creature. Yeah. So you could you could still tie it in so that nobody's going to be like, where is this ancient supernatural being right. showing up in my book? <laughs> and 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 maybe sometimes she connects with she's connected with other supernatural beings. Mm. that aren't the title one or she yeah. thinks she has one of the or she two thinks she or has, thinks yeah. she has. and she could have a like even just a strange name or have grown up in a grown up in a in a country that embraces mysticism a bit more mm-hmm. is that why her pilot career was over because she was like seeing gremlins in the i was wondering <laughs> if she was specifically trying to pilot to places where like there were legends of things and so she was maybe she got caught like mm. all maybe she didn't time. show up for a shift she didn't show up for a shift because she was off monster hunting and she had the <laughs> she and her plane was was the specific type of like she bought a plane that was so much worse than what she could have because it was a specific type of plane she saw mm-hmm. in her dreams which is yeah. a smaller plane that has limited distance but she kept mm. taking it everywhere so yeah. short short commercial career but she owns a plane i like this I yeah like it. i like it i do too all right well folks we are going to toss this out to you i absolutely love this and i want somebody to write this so as always please. uh please send us send us any ideas you come up with any comments any thoughts any avenues you think we didn't explore i'd love to to see a drawing of the creature what we see of oh, the creature yes. i'd love to know where this takes place Maybe send us the chapter about the the pilot dreaming about the <laughs> about what's going on down there. Yeah, I, w- I want to hear anything and everything you have to come up with for this. Share it with us and make sure and share it on the podcast and on our social media. We're going to toss it out and say, hey, somebody write this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with that, we're going to go ahead and transfer to our section of the show where we're going to recommend some. Jenny, let's have you start us off this week. What would you like to recommend to us this week? I would like to recommend something that has been getting mixed reviews all over the interwebs, but that I'm really enjoying. The new Amazon series, Rings of Power, based mm. on the Lord of the Rings in, in that world. They're mixed reviews because the story that they are telling takes place way before The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings that everybody knows, but is based on the appendices to the books, and I believe references the Silmarillion, which is a book, basically a history book about Middle Earth and uh, and all those characters. The, the Rings of Power as a series does not follow all of the historic, I'm, quote, I'm making quote fingers, historical facts of Middle Earth and all of those stories, which is bothering a lot of people. But if you take into consideration, 
I, I, I'm, I'm approaching the Rings of Power as like history turned into legend. Mm. And so it's storytelling based on the history that you may or may not know. Now, in, in that framework, the, the storytelling is actually really beautiful. And there's enough nods to things that you, to places and people that you've heard of in The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings that you can see how it's leading up eventually to the events that you know. And I think the, the details in the, in the writing, in the sets, in the costuming are just absolutely gorgeous, much more like the Lord of the Rings movies than the Hobbit movies, which mm-hmm. are, those ones are a travesty. Don't <laughs> bother. Just read the book. It's nice. But yeah. And, and so if you, and, and, also, some people are complaining that there's like mixed race cast when Tolkien <laughs> obviously intended for it to be Scandinavian or whatever. Ridiculous. It's, it's, if you think of it like casting a play in anywhere, you know, like it's the, the rate, the color of the actor's skins has no bearing on the story at all. And it's just, and it's beautifully acted. So if, if you're willing to enjoy it as storytelling, based on this world that so many of us love. It is a beautiful show to watch. I'm really enjoying it. I'm excited to watch the latest episode later today. Rings of Power, go watch it. Yeah, awesome. All right, so uh, I would like to recommend a book that I just read that I fell in love with. The book is called Ace of Spades, and the author's name is Farida Abike Iemide. And I'll put the, make sure and put that in there because it's a, it is a Nigerian name. So I didn't know necessarily how to how to spell it or pronounce it when I first saw it, but I'll make sure and include it because it's an incredible book. It's this it reminds me a lot of of like Jordan Peele's works, <laughs> where it's creepy and thrillery and there are mysteries, but it's also really, really tied to metaphors and stories of social injustice and kids kind of trying to navigate their way in this world. It's set at a very um elite private school where there are only two black kids in the entire school and it's kind of about them navigating the world. So there, there's a weird social media stalker situation that seems to start happening and they can't figure out what's going on. It's really, really engaging. And about two thirds of the way through when you find out what's going on, it was one of those moments where it was, it was late at night and I was going to finish this chapter and go to sleep. And then that happened and I couldn't, I had to finish <laughs> reading the book. So Ace of Spades, it's absolutely amazing. I think it's the author's first book and it's an incredible first book. So definitely check it out. It's so good. All right, Dan, you also get to recommend something. What is a story you think our listeners should check out if they haven't? Well, originally I was going to go back to the one that I mentioned earlier, Ready Player One, but actually our conversation, it reminded me of the complete stories of H.P. Lovecraft. Mm. <laughs> and since I am all about tentacly horrors in the <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. and I like to bring those to life in my games, the stories that are there of Cthulhu and beyond, I think are are pretty fantastic. I, I, I would more modern. I would point people to Star Trek Strange New Worlds because I find it mm. to be fantastic. Nice. Yeah. 
There, I, I, yeah, I'm with you. I love these these weird, big creatures that are just impossible to understand. And this was feeling very Lovecraftian to me as well in our conversation. I was like, like, oh, it's cuddly, right there. Cuddly Lovecraftian. Yeah, cuddly Lovecraft. <laughs> I have a stuffed Cthulhu, so oh. I'm just saying. Yeah, we have a, a Cthulhu yes. pillow. A Cthulhu pillow. I also have a Cthulhu mask. Or not mascot, like a winter hat that you pull over your head. Ah, oh, cute. That's amazing. Nice. <laughs> Awesome. Well, before we go, Dan, we want to make sure and give you a chance to plug anything you want to plug for yourself. So social media, other projects, whatever you want to share with our listeners. Absolutely. And thank you for that. My my goal, my life is about helping people. And I my number one core value is that people matter most and relationships are everything. So mm-hmm. first of all, anybody who's sitting here and, and thinking, I want to talk to that guy, please do. Like <laughs> mess- message me. You'll find me at Dan McPherson or under my company, Leaders Must Lead. And one of the best ways to hear incredible stories that are they are nonfiction, but they are powerful and they are deep is to come check out our dreams are real podcast. It's uh, I'm grateful that it's been heard in 90 countries now and wow. it's, and it is in the top few percent of podcasts in the world. But the reason is because we tell deep, powerful stories. Mm-hmm. It was it, it, that and the connection there is what caused me to be so excited about the invitation to be here. And mm-hmm. I just, oh, I cool. thank you guys for that. So dreams are real. I'd love to see everybody there. Yeah, we'll definitely sure. make sure and put that in the in the show notes so that people can go and find you. I think anybody who connected to our, our opening conversation about the power of story <laughs> seems like a, a prime candidate to check out that show. Absolutely. Dan, thank you so much for joining us. This was a blast. <laughs> Thank really you fun. so much for having me. You guys are amazing. I love your energy and I love what you are doing and the Aww. light you're putting into the world. It is thank truly you. fantastic. Aww. Thank you. Thank you. All right, folks, that is our episode. As a reminder, you can find us every other Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts and join our Patreon for bonus material, including an extended interview with Dan today. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at write this pod or on Facebook slash somebody write this. And if you've been inspired by this episode and have questions or comments or a story or a drawing or anything else, email us at somebodywritethis at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'll be back with another episode in two weeks, and we'll see you then. And as they say, a headless army fights badly. Bye.